This is KMTT, and today is Thursday. Rav Moshe Lichtenstein will be speaking about the uh, structure of the Tefillot of Shabbat. Today's shir is dedicated, the Schut, the Schut HaTorah, the Limut Torah Barabim of today's shir is dedicated for Rufuah Shlema, for Chaya Feiga, Bat Sipora, Shemishlach La Rufuah Shlema, Ramach Levaresh, Sagidah, and now today's shir. Having discussed Kabbalat Shabbat last week, we shall now move on to Tfilat Arvit. Mayrav is divided into two parts, Kriyat Shema and the Bracha surrounding it, Kriyat Shema Birchoteha, and Shmona or actually Amidah, since there are only seven Brachot. The first part, that of Kriyat Shema, is no different than Shabbat than the rest of the week. Although we know of Minagim from the past in the Geniza, which apparently said Piyutim in Birgit Kriyat Shema, in essence, the film we have nowadays and for hundreds of years has a standard Kriyat Shema and Birchoteha with no difference between the rest of the week. Shmon Esrei, though, is a different story. Here, of course, we have a different Tfilah on Shabbos, in the middle of the week, for reasons we discussed in the first session. We, can, we, we do not say 18 brachot, both because of their length and also because of the content. We prefer a shorter, uh, shorter text and one which also adre- uh, focuses upon the Shevach and Hoda, because Baruch praised to us and not upon our needs, and our petitions. However, not only is the Shmon Esrei different Friday night than the rest of the week, it's also unique in a second regard. Namely, the Shabbat, we change a Nusach for every Shmon Esrei, for every Amidah. And this is unique to Shabbat alone. In the middle of the week, we repeat the same Shmon Esrei, Mayrev, Shachris, and Mincha. And the same is true in Yom Tov as well. We say the same Nusach, Atav Echertanu, Pesach night, Pesach morning, Pesach afternoon. We say the same, Uvachin ten Pachtecha, and Melocha kom kol b'chvodecha, Rosh Hashanah night, Rosh Hashanah morning, Rosh Hashanah afternoon and so on, and so forth. Whatever happens to be the appropriate Nusach for the day, we repeat in a cycle around the clock and all the opportunities of Shmon Esrei. Only in Shabbos is it different. Only in Shabbat do we switch from the Nusach of Friday night at the Kiddashta to the Nusach of Yismach Moshe Shabbos morning to Atayechad in Mincha. This requires explanation. Why do we not follow the normal format and have the same text for all three, all three tefillot, Musaf excluded? Why not have the same policy we have the rest of the year? Why is Shabbat different? 
The answer to this question can be given from one of two perspectives. It can be given from a historical perspective, evolution of the tefillah. It can be given from a theoretical perspective, not only from how did tefillah evolve, what's the idea, what's the concept behind it. Moreover, if we talk about the historical perspective, we can, we can also and should also ask ourselves whether, we, or, excuse me, let me repeat myself. In addition to the historical approach, I suppose, the conceptual one, there's a second point here as well, which is one can find, and we will see this momentarily, a different approach among scholars from the world of academia and among Spalei Halacha. And these two points meet. Academics tend to present a historical perspective with a certain content. Spalei Halacha tend to speak more in conceptually with a different conceptual approach as well. Let me now explain my, uh, my meaning. Professor Fleischer and others, but in particular Professor Fleischer, he's written a lot about this topic. He's almost a whole chapter devoted to the topic in his book, Tfilah, Minagate Tfilah, Eretz Yisraeli, Mitkvata Kniza. His basic point is as follows Tfilah begins when Tfilah is codified and becomes formal, begins with very strong Nuschaot which are fixed, unchanging, non, without much variety. The older, the more basic, the more permanent the Nusach is. The older the Tefillah, the greater permanence to the Nusach, the less fluidity, the more rigor we have in the structure. Thus, the older Tefillah, Shemun Esrei is in the middle of the week, of the Amitovim and the like, are still the oldest and most permanent Nusra'ot that we are familiar with. Shabbos therefore proposes for him a special problem. And his approach is to presume that already at an early stage they became so fixed, so permanent, that it creates a sense of boredom, a sense of routine, they were too regular, too permanent, unlike Yom Tov, which was special and unique, because it was infrequent, unlike the middle of the week, which simply required something practical, Shabbos was supposed to be more festive, more special, and to do that, I had to send into motion some amount of variety, so we get on the one hand variety between different tefillot, on the other we do they become they themselves become fixed, and thus in a state of evolution we are not at the earliest stage, but rather stuck at a later stage in which variety entered the system and was then frozen at that point. So we have different tefillot which give us variety, 
But nevertheless, nowadays, an amount of permanence. This is an attempt to depict the stark evolution. It also assumes a second assumption, which is that the controlling factor, what made these changes necessary, was to stimulate the curiosity, was to overcome the sense of routine and boredom, to pique the interest of the Mitpalel. It was everything is seen in terms of variety, in terms of presenting something more palatable to the consumer, so to speak, or providing Mitpalel and satisfying his curiosity. Bali Allah tend to view the issue from a different perspective. Firstly, they did not approach it from a historical perspective, but rather took it as a given. Secondly, the considerations or explanations they gave for the changes are not focused upon the curiosity of the Mitpalel. It's important to emphasize the two, these two points are separate. One could accept the scheme of evolution, but nevertheless, view it as moving teleologically towards different ideas, different concepts, one need not to assume that if the field develops and changes, these changes are only generated by curiosity or by a desire of the chazan to be creative or the mispalel to be entertained. It could very well be a paradigm shift in terms of the content that we're interested. Conversely, one can claim there's no historical development. It all is fixed and permanent from the get-go. But nevertheless, explain it from perspective of variety and the need to engage people in their curiosity. In other words, whether or not I view the tefillot as historically evolving or not, and what is the concept behind the division into separate units or the separate texts are independent issues which happen to usually go hand in hand but logically do not need to be so. At any rate, to return to our point, over here we will approach it from the perspective of Baal Halacha, namely try to analyze the concepts as they are today regardless of how they develop even if we accept the claim that they developed historically and changed in the original or tefillah, nevertheless, we can still search for meaning and significance in what we do. To put it differently, when the Mispala goes to a shul now and opens a siddur, how can he relate to the tefillah, regardless of how the siddur came about into being? Here a famous passage in Rishonim who were disturbed by the division into three separate tefillot, and they attempted to explain it by talking about different concepts. Bilel Shabbat Omer Takidashta Ube Shachris Yismach Moshe Ube Mincha Taichad Vizer Shenishtanu Elu Gimu Tefillot Lishabbat Miyamim Tovim Shomer Ben Beshachris Arvis Mincha Tefillah Achas, Vichain Bechol, 
came to Rosh Chodesh, Zewatam, Atakidash, the Shabbos Breshis, Yisuch Moshe Ben Aschelko, Shinotem Lobemara, the Nishtabar Sinai, Atta Echad Yom Shikul Shabbos, Umnuchal Chayeh Olamim, Spearsin, the Sephamanik, the Abu Dram, the Machzoviti, and others. The basic point they make is as follows. Shabbos has many different elements. There isn't one Shabbos, there are three. We do, we do not celebrate only Zeche Masabreshis, but other elements as well. And of course, in, aside, in addition to Zeche Masabreshis, to commemorating creation, to observing a day of rest in memory of the original week when God rests on the seventh day, we are also familiar with Zechei Tzes Mitzrayim. Remembering our, deli- our delivery from Egypt, the Torah and Dibos Shniyos and Sefer Dvarim, and Asos Dibros and the Ten Commandments talks about that Shabbos commemorates leaving Egypt. It's a day of rest and it commemorates the fact that we were unable to rest, we were subordinate to cruel masters, and the Kaddish Baruch Hu took us out of Egypt and gave us the opportunity to rest. And the third element is Shabbos as a day above time, outside human activity, a historical removed from the world because in God's presence time stops. God and His presence are above time, above place. So to in Shabbat, when we unite with Him, when we go and simply spend time with Him, everything stops. Yom Shekulo Shabbat The same way the world stops for lovers who engage in each other and forget about everything outside, about human activity, development of the world, and so on. <clears throat> so to on Shabbat, we see it as a time above, a time above time, outside of human activity and the human sphere. And this is Yom Shekos Shabbat Mechal me mentioned the Mishnah, and the idea of a taichad, v'shimchaichad, which emphasizes the concept of rest. This is their basic idea. Friday night, we focus upon Zecher Maaseh Breshit, Shabbos morning upon Zechit Tzes Mitzrayim, and Mincha, we focus upon the Shabbos of the Messianic era. Yom Shekloh Shabbat Umnucha Al-Chayel or Shabbos is a quasi-Mashiach already at the moment. Rooted in this, of course, as I said before, is the idea that Shabbat contains within it many elements. Why the selection of Atakidashta, Yisach Moshe, and Atayach in that sequence? And here, a few explanations can each explain the sequence. First of all, it's chronological. Atakidashta relates to the original point of creation, to the earliest point in time when the world commenced. 
we begin with at the, at the beginning of Shabbat. When Shabbat begins, we go back to the earliest stage, to the first and original Shabbat, the one of Asad Reshit. Secondly, comes Zechitz of Mitzrayim, which follows in sequence. And thirdly, the Shabbat, either Latid Lavo or the future, when Mashiach will arrive, or if you want the Shabbat, which is outside of time, and never place after the first two Shabbatot, which are rooted in time. In addition to chronological explanation, we can talk also about importance. The controlling idea of Shabbat, when all said and done, even though there are three elements, the controlling element, the primary idea of Ein Shabbat, remains first and foremost, Zecher v'ma'aseb reshit. The Torah emphasizes this point much more often. It is much more inherent within the setup of Shabbat, within the format of the seventh day, after six days, it's built in. And it has halachic expressions as well. For instance, the Gemara says, Masechus Pesachim, Nafkufi, Zayin, Mudbez, Kutirashi's interpretation, that a person must recite Zeichet Yes Mitzrayim in Kiddush. Because it is part of the idea of Shabbat, through the Kish and Shabbos, you have to mention Zeichet Yes Mitzrayim, as we all do Friday night, of course. Nevertheless, it can be proven from many sources that with the exclusion of Michas Chinuch, most Achronim assume this is only the Chatchila, it's only preferable, but not by the Eved. If one omits it, it does not disqualify the Kiddush. It's a secondary element. If one were to forget Zecher, it says it's on Pesach night, it would be a different story. If one were to forget Zecher Masabreshis on Friday night, it would also be a different story. Omitting Zechit Mitzrayim Friday night means the Kiddush is not perfect, it's lacking an element, but nevertheless, it's not disqualified. Why? For the same reason we mentioned, that the primary element of Shabbos is not Yitzhak Mitzrayim, but is rather Zechit Masabreshis. Therefore, we can approach it chronologically and explain the sequence. We can approach it in terms of priority. There's also, though, a third point. Not only is the concept of Zech Masabreshis prior to that of Zech Mitzrayim and therefore should come first, it also is more appropriate for the time slot of Friday night. If we view Shabbat from the perspective of Friday night, Shabbos morning, Shabbos afternoon, and we want to assign slots for each of three Shabbat the point in Shabbat which best expresses the idea of rest from creativity in the time of creation, which best is, concludes the idea of creation on Shabbat, of course, is 
Friday night. The passage from Shejish Me'amaseh to Shabbos is the conclusion of creation originally. This happens on Friday. And we then move on into the sphere of Shabbat. So the passage from Friday late afternoon to Lel Shabbat is exactly the point which creation was concluded. Therefore, emphasizing Zechma Sebrechus Friday night is not only because it's first, because this is also the point at which it is best expressed. This is the point at which inherently the idea of rest begins. Secondly, or conversely actually, the opposite is true about Zechus Mitzrayim. The whole point of Zechitz Mitzrayim is rest. The slave has no concept of rest. He may be idle, but he's never resting. He doesn't have time allotted for him to take off. If the master has nothing to do with him, he leaves him alone. But he has no assigned rest. Shabbos is Zechitz Mitzrayim because it's a day of rest. At night, the slave is working less anyways in particular in societies without electricity. How much work can the slave do in the field when it's pitch dark outside? Of what value is the slave's labor to the owner in the evening when all is dark and there's little work to be done? Clearly much less than the next morning when there's light outside, the sun is shining, it's time for work, during daytime, the slave will be working much more hard. The slave will be at labor. His rest, Shabbos morning, epitomizes the idea of Zechit Tzes Mitzrayim much more than his resting Friday night. When most probably he'll be relaxing anyways. Therefore, the concept of Zechit Tzes Mitzrayim is only second in terms of importance it is much better expressed in the morning than the evening. That's why Kiddush Shabbos morning has more to do with Zechus Mitzrayim than Kiddush Shabbos night. For the same reason, Zechus Mitzrayim is expressed during the day, not during the night. Because that's the time of labor and resting then is proof and expression of the freedom that Am Yisrael was granted by the Kadosh Baruch Hu. Thus, Yisrach Moshe is a much more appropriate time to be said during the day intrinsically and not only because of its diminishing uh, level in, the, in terms of importance. Atta Echad in Mincha is the same thing. Atta Echad relates the idea of rest, of leaving the world behind us. Late afternoon is perceived here as a time when people are resting anyways because they include their work. And therefore, also of course is the latest in terms of the sequence. And therefore it is most appropriate for a taichat. Therefore, to summarize the point, 
we have three different texts for Shemun Esri which reflect three different elements of Shabbat, that of Yitzhak Mitzrayim, that of Masab Breshis, Yitzhak Mitzrayim, and Latid Lavo, the Shabbos of Menucha, L'chayeh HaOlamim. Friday night represents, or focuses upon creation, Zecher Masab Breshis. Shabbos morning discusses Yitzhak Mitzrayim, and the idea of rest and repose is in Shabbos afternoon. The reasons for arranging them in sequence, A, chronological, B, importance, C, intrinsic connection between these time slots and the content. Now let's focus upon the text which we say Friday night. Here, it's worthwhile mentioning that we now say, of course, Takidashta, we are familiar with the text. We say it every week, every Friday night, week in, week out. However, in past times, this text was far from being the only text. And in many, many communities for hundreds of years, a different text was in use. If I take the center of Amram Gaon and the similar Nusach of Sadia Gaon, it led on to Rishonim, the root, the kernel of this text, the raising the Tosefta. We have a different uh, text. Omrim avot u'gvurot u'kshat Hashem, the first three brachot, the Omer. Mi'avatcha Hashem elokeinu, she'ahavta d'Yisrael amecha, u'michematcha malkeinu she'chamata b'nei v'itecha, natata lano Hashem elokeinu, t'yom ha'shvi ha'gadol ha'kadosh hazeh, bi'ahava, and then that we say nowadays as well. In other words, there are different texts. What's the significance of the change? What does our choice of Atakidashta reflect? And what was the idea behind their choice? There's a very deep distinction between the two, the, the two texts. And not only just a question of variety or uh, chance. The text that we say, or let me begin actually from the older text, the text that we do not say, The focus is man. Shabbos exists in order, in order to benefit us. Shabbos was created. The fact that you have rechmanus on us, you have mercy and pity upon us, Shabbos was given to Am Yisrael as a favor because God cares for us because He's compassionate for us. It was given We are given, Shabbat was given, we should have menucha, we should have bracha, v'shalom. Man is at the focus. 
Shabbos is designed and granted to man for his needs. Designed for man's needs, granted to man to rest, to satisfy him, to provide him with spiritual pleasure. Shabbos is not to commemorate God's greatness, it's rather to benefit Am Yisrael. This idea, of course, is familiar to us in the Chumash already. Shabbos there too is presented as existing for the sake of man, in order that you rest, so that you should be able to have calm and quiet. And this Nusach emphasizes the human element of Shabbat. It fits in very neatly with the conclusion. Which according to this ties in with say there's a day of rest, and therefore please look favorably upon our rest. Our Nusach presents a totally different Shabbat. It presents a Shabbat which Kaddish Baruch Hu is the focus, the Kedusha of the day per se. For you, not for us. We talk about Shabbos Lishmecha for God's sake. We talk about the inherent metaphysical sanctity of the day. Independent of man, the idea of rest is lacking from here. The idea of that God gave us because He loves us, because He cares for us, is missing. Shabbos was designed because it's Tachlit It's the goal of creation. It reflects God's greatness. It reflects the holiness of the day because the day was chosen by God. Nothing is specifically mentioned about Am Yisrael. This, of course, introduces Vayichulu. Which Vayichulu focuses upon creation. In the side, I would add, the Rambam has only the second half. However, we do want, we want to focus upon creation and not only upon the result that the day is holy. Therefore, we introduce all of Ayichulu to focus on creation. Ayichulu also, though, does not emphasize, or does not reflect the human element whatsoever. The human element will find the Pesukim Sefer Shemot, the Shabbat. We will not find the Ayichulu Shemayim Ve'aretz. Man is missing from this Pesukim. Because Ashwan Esrei glorifies the Kadosh Baruch Hu and celebrates Shabbat the day. Not Shabbat, the day of rest for humans. We talk about as is written in Vayichulu It's the Madrega it's, it's the elevation of Shabbat which we emphasize. Not the human goal. It's a prayer that Kodesh Baruch Hu should favor upon our rest. We may be resting in order to glorify Him. It doesn't say we're resting because we need a day of rest. It says, And uh, and accept this. Even if we will view a strong human element here, it's certainly secondary to the idea of Takidashta and Vayichulu.
Because Ashwin Esrei reflects the idea of Kodesh Baruch Hu, and Shabbos being intrinsically holy, the other Shvon Esrei reflects the idea of Shabbos being designed for man. They provide two different experiences. It may be that in Ashwin Esrei, as I mentioned, we have some of the element introduced at the tail end. Of course, those who say, Yisrochu Machutcha, so add another text, which focuses upon man, Yisrochu Machutcha, and Yisrael should be happy and rejoice, Shemei Shalat V'Kori Oneg. So in God's kingdom, but nevertheless, the human involvement there seems to be emphasized as well. Let me now quote in conclusion a final sentence quoted by Professor Fleischer in his, bo- in his book. It's a nusach found in the Geniza for Shabbos for Shchodesh. This quote, though, to emphasize this point and to highlight the idea of Shabbos for men, the nusach that he quotes here is as follows, page 31 of the book. Yom anugat tata le'am shekanita liyotot benchau venenu natata. Once more, Yom Anugat Tata, a day of pleasure, of Tanug, Lam Shekanita to the people you chose, Liot Ot Ben Chalvenenu Natata, it should be an oat between us and the Kadosh Baruch Hu. But clearly, we emphasize here the idea of Shabbos, the day of Oneg, day of pleasure. And a few lines further down in that same tefillah, and as we talk only about creating Shabbat, Shabbat, and talk about Yom Ta'anug and the Minuchat Shabbat, surely brings across the same idea. Because Baruch was designing Shabbat in order to help us. So as in conclusion, we have here a tefillah which reflects Zecher Maseb and additionally, we have at the mo- two nus- two nuschot that we are familiar with. One which was said for hundreds of years in the past, and is out of circulation. And that which we are familiar with nowadays, namely Atakidashta, one reflects creation or Shabbat as existing for man; the other Shabbat existing for itself. In the same two perspectives about Shabbat, of course, are true about creation in general and not only Shabbat, but all Sheshim Yamaser.